Do what? Oh, there it is. Yeah, there. Yeah, it, had to, it had to count in. Oh, yeah, I did the whole metronome. Tick, mm-hmm. tick, tick, tock, tick, 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 tock. That's the one. Oh, boy. <coughs> oh, goodness. Welcome to 2021. Where everything is still on fire, mm-hmm. just with a bit of spice. So, welcome back to Bound by the Scene. Holy crap! It's been a minute. Yeah, it has been uh, a couple of a couple of units. Definitely, definitely a couple of units of measurement. Uh-huh. Um, things have obviously shifted. I do apologize for the absence. There was holidays involved. Uh huh. There was no notification because I feel like we haven't. Uh, well, you guys haven't. You haven't earned that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't earned that. Ex- you haven't done as you're told. <laughs> uh, but yes, no holidays are over. We're back in the swing of things. It's already the end of January. We've mm-hmm. already gone through hell and back, as you can tell from our current political climate. But uh, other than that, some housekeeping. How are you doing, Spirit? Uh, uh, I have been better and worse. I survived the plague. Um, I graduated, so I'm out of school now. Fantastic. Um, so, you know, there's that that anxiety about the future that always comes with that so oh, you know fun yeah. times great times the best times if you tried to find better times you couldn't i mean that that's what we aim for here at this podcast uh-huh. is uh, not looking forward to better times um i still have <clears throat> i i normally got a terrible cough like when things get really humid or things get really cold um that i usually will have for about a week at a time or like seven eight weeks out of the year if i'm regularly smoking the hookah because we don't do good habits here no we don't um, so I've just had that since, uh, since Aunt, Aunt Rona came through, that's since right. I wore the crown. Well, I mean, that's, that makes one of us because apparently I was important enough to get the government mandated microchipping for the panorama that was involved uh-huh. or still involved. We're in the cur- the global panorama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The global panorama. Yeah. The, you can see the whole thing. You can see the whole fucking thing. So I get my second vaccination in a few days, mm-hmm. in a week or so. And yeah, no, it wasn't as um, special as I thought it was going to be. I thought my arm was supposed like to fall f- off. Yeah, yeah. I thought my whole life was supposed to go upside down. I do notice that the pigeons are now actually... Um, oh, you can tune into the pigeons now. I can now. tune into the pigeons now. Okay, That's cool. the only benefit of that. Other than the, Is the pigeon network 5G? It, it's 5G. Yeah. It definitely is 5G. <laughs> um, which is weird. There's this weird ringing in my fucking ears. Mm-hmm. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, but other than that, uh, nothing much has changed other than I've 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 attended. Uh, we attended actually Hajime Kanoko's uh, rope class last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a whole mess of fun. Four weekends of just nothing but crazy ass rope. It's like I had a really fun time watching it and have been able to practice those skills two times since I, I went to the class. I've practiced it twice as well. Uh-huh. Um, Managed to actually finally do a social distance photo shoot not that long ago. Oh, was, nice, nice. Which was nice. So, got to do the Yubi type. Yubi, 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 Yubi. But that was fun. But that's about it. And the kink sphere of things has been rather, rather bland. Not a lot of news. I've been super not tuned into kink. The, the, the kinkiest thing that has happened to me is I got solicited. Um. And I was like, I'm fucking dying. I cannot, I cannot tie you currently. <laughs> um, uh, which it would have been like a boost to the ego if I weren't so fucking confused by like how like myriad it was. That nah, that's fair. Like you know when you've got inexperienced people that approach you and like they won't just 
be like, hey, this is who I am and this is who I want. Mm-hmm. Or this is what I want. Um, and I'm not shaming anybody that's done that because like I, I have social anxiety. I get it. But for the other party, it's like, okay, like we are now playing uh, Zero Escape and the mystery has begun. What does this human being wish for me? We will decode it now. <laughs> Oh boy, that those are oh, that's interesting. Mm. That's very interesting. I know the only other th- I, I've been mentally tuned out from Kink for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Occasionally, I haven't even been watching Kink Talk. Like I, I, I'm not on Kink Talk, which is which is hilariously surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been been scouring a couple of things. That the one the one thing that was that came up at one point was. Someone from the tick, the kink talk community like scolded a fifteen year old for wearing a necklace that had a lock on it because it to some kinky people apparently that is the most heinous thing to do in reality if you actually, yeah don't replicate Sid vicious yeah don't don't do that don't yell at a minor <laughs> that was a punk rock thing first it like. was <laughs> it was uh, just please don't although arguing seniority on um social habits is not a thing i'm a fan of either so. yeah and, and stop and don't yell at children that don't clearly don't know what the fuck it is please mm-hmm. don't please fucking don't just don't let them have their fashion it's fine mm-hmm. if they're in this if they're in the lifestyle and they're of age still mind your fucking place mm-hmm. uh but that's pretty much about it I, that's the only thing that i've seen that was like mildly egregious mm-hmm. but there are still places that are open they're so things going on, people traveling, people being stupid, but that is the way of the world. They're doing that over there, though. They are doing Which that over is there. the most important part of that is that they don't do it near me. Exactly. So, with that being said, today's episode is going to be the part two of Trauma and Kink. Mm-hmm. But mainly, we're going to talk about the aspect of the physical and mental problems that can come from kink, mm-hmm. like playing too hard not being uh not being uh, not having aftercare enough what the hell is wrist drop what the hell is leg drop mm-hmm. like those are the kinds of like physical ailments and mm-hmm. mental ailments that come with kink that we should probably touch on a uh-huh. bit more so uh, okay at least that's what that's how i feel about it because while yes the, the that that whole first part of the episode was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek of the whole like you must be traumatically involved in your mental well-being to have been geeky right 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 but this is going to be more of a okay cool we we've gotten that out of the way now what are some of the risks that come with this lifestyle uh-huh and while we do that right yeah we haven't even started the episode yet. no we have not so irresponsible Shows how out of it i am it, but we, like i got done with school and i got four times the goals like <laughs> done with school and four times the aspirations in life at least you have those i'm i'm still attempting to do something rather dumb your, with my your life. goal is to 100 percent all the near games that it is it is and in two well, months it's, like, it's not something i'd beat yourself up too much about because like you can't practice your favorite thing right now i can't it it, it sucks but i can't or rather you shouldn't i definitely <laughs> shouldn't um and the only reason i did a photo shoot was because you know what I had the money, I can social distance while I'm doing things, mm-hmm. and I had gotten the microchipping, so yeah. there's that. And most of the people that you have contact with are, for the most part, like, really healthy. Really healthy, highly introverted, and don't really like dealing with people. Yeah, I, I doubt you're uh, talking about anybody in, like, the gig economy crew no. that we uh, we hang out with sometimes. No, definitely not. Uh, other than that, so, I guess we should get into it. So, a lot of the... 
a lot of the things that I guess we should we should probably break this up into two parts. So we mm-hmm. want to talk about the mental part first, or the fit, or the physical part first, because the mental the mental stuff is a little bit more, I guess, touchy feely. I think we should uh, hold on. I'm going to set a timer. So <laughs> after we've been talking about this for a while, we could transition to the other thing and not have to have a trauma and kink part three. I mean, that is fair. Part three. Okay, so I think we should start with mental because a lot of the stuff we talked about in part one was mental and we can kind of transition into the physical. That works. Okay, so a lot of the stuff that I've seen as far as like the the, the mental trauma that can come from being kinky is one, partnership. Like, mm-hmm. like you built such a strong relationship with your partners, your relationships in kink because mm-hmm. you throw all your cards on the table and for it to just go away. Mm-hmm. When you find out that the person either doesn't no longer want to play with you or that they want to play other people, or that the relationship or partnership Right, ends. the nature of those attachments can sometimes create great depth. Exactly. In ways that usually come from, like, a time or, like, a really high-resonance uh, vanilla relationship. Yeah. I've seen... I've seen... I, I think I've made this comparison a lot, and, uh, like, while well, talking to people... Um, when the local dungeon was open many, many years ago um, in a BDSM 101 type thing was like, okay, so the concept of vanilla relationships is uh, you, it's, it's, it's the, the mental chase. Like you have to get to know this person. You mm-hmm. want to get to know more about them and everything. So you start, you, you start forming and you start dating and then you start going forward with that. Uh-huh. You go f- forward with the relationship with little, little to no information. Mm-hmm. And then you start finding things out as right. it goes along. Whereas with kink and partnership, you, some people like me and you tend to have, okay, here's a, Here's the things I can offer. Here's the things that I can't offer. Right. Here's the things that are limits. And here's the things that are absolute no-nos. If this well, sounds- we're, we're a subset of the rope community. And I think a thing that we are known for, both good and bad, is that we are first and foremost technicians. Yeah. So approaching things systemically is like knee-jerk for us. It, yeah, pretty much. And with that, but with that mainframe and with that, that whole that 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 scaffolding that keeps everything above mm-hmm. everything up that is almost unheard of in vanilla relationships like because mm-hmm. you you again you find all that out later whereas opposed to you, you find all the other little idiosyncrasies later on because you've gotten everything i think you find it out as quickly but it is more subtle because like a first date is an interview usually um and it might also be up to how good you are at picking up on social cues and stuff like that because uh, I've got a couple of friends that if me and them went on a date with the same person, I would hazard a guess that we would both come away with different levels of information depending on who we were with. Yeah. Who that person we were going with was. It also is probably a bit one of what type of questions were asked. Yeah. Uh, and that that's going to depend on the personalities of the people, right? And like uh, your, your social proficiency and whatnot. But uh, I, th- I think what all of this comes down to is relationships um gain depth and strength through novelty and no matter what partner you're with it is very unlikely that you're going to not experience at least something new yeah even if that new thing is only how they interact with you or if you reach a new level of skill in whatever practice that you're doing, like all of those can be novel events that lead to that relationship gaining more meaning. And so what happens when that goes away? Usually, what was it, seven stages, five stages of grief? 
It's a five. Five. Okay. Yeah, Kuba Ross. Yeah. So typically, it's the. I'm not going to go through all of them because. I but can't. yeah, um, when whenever you lose a very close relationship to you, it is the same sensation in your brain as somebody dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, be, it it's it's the effect on the heart and the mind at the same time, which is effectively like losing somebody, and <laughs> I think that should be treated as one of the. Uh, it should be treated as any type of thing that happens when you lose a relationship or you lose a partner is that you you go allow yourself to go through the stages and attempt to move on and attempt mm-hmm. to get uh, brush the dirt off yourself and then mm-hmm. keep moving forward if it's if it's a standard breakup and all that jazz but what happens when that turns into something that was like oh my partner is being called a sexual offender mm-hmm. and that just shatters your perception of the person yeah there are there are ways to go about that i've seen this happen and that that's a whole mess of mm-hmm. that's a whole mess of shit to deal with especially or like my partner was really good to me but the way they treated other partners they were with is appalling and makes me not want to be with them anymore mm-hmm. so not only it's clearly a bad idea to stay in that relationship but also like not only is that person like not in a relationship with you anymore and you have to cope with being not with them which was part of your routine they're also garbage and you look like you were complicit in it for a long time exactly so that that can be really painful yeah <laughs> and then having to rebuild your own namesake and rebuild your own reputation from that mm-hmm. can be taxing can be hard and it leaves people to go i think with enough time that'll that'll go away but the hard part is going to be when you start meeting new people mm-hmm. and you have to keep running this mantra in my head in your head of um you know pay attention to the details like don't automatically apply this model that your trauma is trying to get you to do um and there's nuance in that too because you do have better sensitivity towards detecting these things now yep or sometimes or some people don't some people don't learn and mm-hmm. that, that that in and of itself is also troubling because if you don't learn the first time you're probably not gonna learn the second time mm-hmm. and so on and so forth the other form of mental stuff that comes up with kink is the is playing the aftercare. The aftercare mm-hmm. is another really important part because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, like with me, you have to you have to negotiate it with me because I I physical touch for me is something that really icks me out mm-hmm. a lot of the time, and that is something that I right. You have to talk method during negotiation exactly, and some people come away from that when getting sub drop, and sub drop mm-hmm. is a form of mental trauma. It's like you you all your serotonin and dopamine levels just shot down, mm-hmm. and you're going through a a form of depression, uh-huh. if you will. And not getting the proper aftercare can be all, be really painful for for someone to go through. And a lot mm-hmm. of the times, having to work through that and work through what they're feeling and what they should ask next time, or even during that 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 sub drop after the scene or mm-hmm. weeks later, is something that should also get checked into. Mm-hmm. Because I think the one to two times that I've ever experienced top drop, mm-hmm. it's usually lethargic. Uh, lethargy for me mm-hmm. and apathy and it's just like hey, i don't want to do anything today but if left unchecked it can lead to like okay i'm not feeling so hot mentally and it starts spiraling further and further mm-hmm. down if it's left unchecked a lot of the times with that it's be- being a lot more community communicate communicative mm-hmm. holy shit words are hard mm-hmm. and finding ways to be a little bit more to have that conversation a lot easier tiptoeing around it doesn't really help at least as far as what i've seen mm-hmm. there is a couple of the things like losing a 
a dominant sub losing losing connect connectivity. Mm-hmm. That's another big one that can be traumatizing. Yeah. In and of itself, because you've given up servitude to this mm-hmm. person, you've you've given a routine, mm-hmm. and once that routine is gone, how do how do you work through that if yeah. you ever if you can? Because because fi- you'll never find that dom the the you'll never find a dom like the person that you were with, mm-hmm. especially if it's your first. Yeah, and especially if it was something novel. Exactly. And I think a lot of people are um, have the habit of chasing or like finding a replacement for that, mm-hmm. but that is like. The kink experience is so individualistic that finding something close enough to where your brain goes, ah, it's the same thing, is difficult to impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, usually you can settle for having enough of the same thing in common to where, like, it, it's recognizable enough to give you, like, the nostalgia buzz of, like, a good memory is being activated, but novel enough to where you can freely associate it with this new person. Like, that's the best case scenario. That is the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, you end up just going through people. Just going through people left mm-hmm. and right, and even that—that's another form of like trying to cope with the fact that you can't get the exact same thing mm-hmm. from any different person. When mm-hmm. there's like twenty or thirty people that are that are dominant, that you're just like, no, I don't want this person. But like, I get it. I understand the sensation and the um, like what happens in your brain because you know when like you know when you hear remember like half of a lyric to a song, mm-hmm. but it's not enough to look it up. And you're like, what's that fucking song called? And then you're sitting there, days to weeks to mm-hmm. months, just trying to like get like even another sentence out of that mm-hmm. song out of your head so you can look it up. Mm-hmm. And then you never do until one they like some random person like, oh, this is a cool song. You're like, what the hell is the name of that? But yeah, when I when I think about um, how it is to interact with partners, I think a, a strong thing to keep in mind as far as like how you practice is that um, you can break people's traits into like qualities and being able to put those into different areas can kind of be one of the skills of coping with something. Like let's say you had an abusive dom, you can separate his practices from himself and that'll be like that won't fix anything. It's going to take a long time, but that's like the wedge you need to split the firewood as it were. It still needs a lot of work to get it done. But you can start to go, okay, What this person did do things that I liked. And I can separate those experiences that I liked and go find them somewhere else. You know, I can go to H-E-B for lunch meat as well as I can go to Walmart. But maybe without the whole screaming at me in public bit. Like, maybe that's not good and we don't want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think, I think the way to separate those attributes is probably the key mm-hmm. into doing things. Because there's a lot of, like... There's a lot of nuance. There's going to be a lot of nuance in people. There mm-hmm. really is. Everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to be inherently like just a slight, either less spicy or spicy version mm-hmm. of whoever. Um, so separating like, okay, this person does spanking very well, mm-hmm. but the implements that they were using weren't that great. Okay, right, so right. find out the implements that they were using and never use those again, mm-hmm. but find someone that's really into spanking that you like as well. And the other idiosyncrasies that go along with it, like, okay, the way that this, the way that my previous abusive dom was, he liked certain rope techniques. Mm-hmm. I don't like them, so find a person that doesn't do those rope techniques mm-hmm. and then keep going going through the the rolodex if you will and mm-hmm. searching and searching and searching and that that's another way of doing things mm-hmm. um the other one that's probably the more seriously traumatic one is a master slave relationship uh-huh, yeah. because 
I like to uh, to kind of like say that it's like a different form of marriage because there's a lot more that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Like it turns sometimes it turns into a twenty four seven aspect yeah. of lifestyle where it's an it's an ongoing thing day in and day out, which also has a lot of routines, just like DS does. What I see the most often is um, twenty four hours, but on specific days. Okay. Like they they remove the whole seven day aspect and it's just yeah it, it's not because because people have lives and um like you know people need to do shit and have like healthy relationships it might be like okay master slave dynamic but it's only for the weekend okay I've seen I I haven't seen that I've seen people really stretch the twenty four seven thing like they're living together they have like three different callers for three different events and they mm-hmm. have a permanent one that never yeah. comes off. Um, some of them have even tattooed their slave numbers on them because mm-hmm. you can get that done. Yep, nope, it, it's a thing. And then the relationship ends. I'm getting um like weird like class consciousness vibes from this. Like I feel like you have to be a little bit independently wealthy to be able to live like that. You you do. There is a bit of wealth that comes into that because mm-hmm. you're talking about you're talking about let's, you have to su- you're able to support a whole person, a whole person that is not, not putting any money into the household. You you have a child arguably with with the with the money draw of an adult like <laughs> yes and no some of them have broken it down to where both of them do work but there's mm-hmm. like a little there, there's little like hints okay if they're going to work and the person works at a corporate professional job mm-hmm. there there's the there's the the money aspect in that yeah, right. and the other person does a whole other job as well they mm-hmm. change out the collar so that way it's nondescript. Like when I was in Japan in Yokosuka, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you anything more about that. There was a person that at the register that had a rose gold collar, mm. and there there was some money in that. And they're just yeah, no, this is just what I do to do it. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. There is a bit classist in that aspect because yeah. most people like you or me can't afford that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Personally, I just don't want that. That's a lot of headache. But mm-hmm. when that ends, when that leaves, you're talking about all financial stuff being now separate again. Mm-hmm. One. Two, if the household was bought separately, that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. If there was any children involved, that's a whole different thing. Like, it turns into this weird thing that's almost like a pseudo well, like Imagine the amount of stress that comes from going from making... Uh, actually, most people don't have to imagine this. Um we do because of how we grew up but like when you turn 18 and everything is your responsibility now yeah like you you get to re-experience that you get to go from everything being taken care of you to um holy shit what what's going on i've got all these decisions to make and it, and it works both ways because sometimes i've seen some uh some masters end up giving their entire like account and banking information and having the slave manage the finances and oh take, yeah, yeah yeah there's also that so now both people are back to square they go one. from cooking home cooked meals or getting home cooked meals cooked for them all the time to eating fucking uh mcdonald's on on a on every day every day and a late night or going to subway because they think <clears> it's a, a a fresh thing mm mm-hmm. mhm and they can tell them how to make the sandwich. Exactly. Yes, yes. You, you, you have that. I hate people that do dummy things to, like, get a rise out of people to non-kinky people. Like, That's a whole other topic that we're going to yeah. we're gonna have to save for later. But that... Well, I think that can, like, reflect to another traumatic thing. Because being certain identities within the kinky sphere can have people 
treat you in ways that would be traumatic over time mm. like you know people like let's say there's two people in a casual setting one lets it slip that they've done sub stuff the other one's a dom person and they don't quite step over the line but there's like that microaggressive level of playing that you're just like oh yeah i know what you're talking mm-hmm. about where it's like it, the the dom thinks they're flirting but they're not the sub's getting uncomfortable yeah. because it's no it was an accidental slip of the tongue and they're not trying to flirt yeah mm-hmm. no i the uh, boy uh, and that can become a form of um like institutionalized ish trauma where you know i have to put up with this if i want to be in the kinky community but this sucks because like I like to switch on whether or not I'm being treated like meat. Yeah, like that. That's that's a whole thing that people have to also like, mm-hmm. tur- like like turn on <clears throat> when they get into certain spaces because it's not always that this person is is, is a f- random fuck toy or something mm-hmm. like that or just going to be a service sub to anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. That also is an underlying traumatic problem that I believe is I, I believe women female identifying or or female passing people tend to tend to get thrown their way a lot more than mm-hmm. certain pe- than other people like you or like me um so that's a whole mess in of itself and i believe we were we touched I've on known a couple bit. of uh, um like fairly attractive service tops that are treated like that too nope that's a whole thing i completely forgot of oh yeah mm-hmm. though the, there's a concept that we use or that was used for me when i was uh when i was service topping was merry-go-round top mm-hmm. that is by far one of the most Easy, the easiest ways to get burnt the fuck out from mm-hmm. doing, doing what you love. Yeah, is it good practice? Sure, but by all I didn't realize I mm-hmm. never again, never <laughs> again. And that's how I got my physical fucking ailment. Uh huh. And a lot of a lot of just bad bad juju. Anywho, what um, uh, what mental traumas do you think people encounter in kink that aren't related specifically to relationships? A lot of it has to do with, uh, well, not a lot of it. Uh, I think some of the other, like, smaller bits of it are from pickup play. Mm-hmm. Pickup play, I, I personally have done it. I don't mind it mm-hmm. because conventions will allow you to do that. And I think the biggest thing is, like, finding connect, finding someone that you just really vibe with a lot. Mm-hmm. Had a great scene without a convention, and you never hear from them again. Uh-huh. So that's it's like no- when you're a kid and you meet somebody in the McDonald's play pit. You're yeah. never going to see that child again. Or you were in an Xbox lobby and uh-huh. then you go This is lobby. as a kid, by the way. You're not like a 45-year-old man hanging out in the fucking <laughs> McDonald's play pit. Please don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, or ladies... Don't be old. <laughs> <laughs> don't be old. Spirit 2021. S- says me, who is older every second. <laughs> That's the mood. Uh, or when you sign on to an Xbox, uh, your your old Xbox lobby, and you was see it last your... seen thirteen years ago. Yeah, like, ah! uh, uh, <laughs> the the trauma. The, yeah, no, that's that's about how it is, mm. and it that's one uh, pick up and play can lead to... age and kink is something I want to talk about at some point. I think that's a good one. I because most people probably thought we were going to talk about it within the elders and kink episode. We talked about elders <laughs> not at all. Elders or like like people who are actually old. Elders, but not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's definitely gonna have to be a topic. Mm. Agent Kink. Oh boy. Well, um, also, I think the age, an age gap. Mm. That's something that can be a traumatic thing mm-hmm. because a lot of the people that come into Kink fresh, green, behind the ears that are eighteen, nineteen, twenty, mm-hmm. the younger, the more impressionable years, yeah, get preyed on a lot. 
mm-hmm. find people that are yeah there's a lot of grooming that's it, a uh, there's a lot of um like very young kinksters generally of age but sometimes not which is a problem yep. that get molded to the point where anybody that's playing the same game as them it's really easy to take advantage of them and i hate that that's another thing um what is another, what is another <clears throat> another really really bad thing um what do you do if you're groomed like what how, how do you react to that reach out to other people that are around your age group but even then it could be people in your age group because mm-hmm. people, some people are quote-unquote grew up too fast in reality you just experienced very 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 early on that you certain ways of the world mm-hmm. are a thing and you can manipulate that to your advantage mm-hmm. um reaching out grooming is another thing that is probably one of the more pervasive traumatic experiences mm-hmm. that i've seen because it, it happens to just about i would everyone. say that behind consent violations it is the single most common kind of trauma yeah um honestly reach out forums are a good thing mm-hmm. i know uh there was a there was one something i was reading on reddit about um grooming and kink about a 19 uh, 19 year old then now 20 something year old uh-huh. like rea- like realizing what had happened with one of their previous masters and just like went to reddit and was like hey someone help mm-hmm. and they got a lot of good information out of it which mm-hmm. is good which is something i usually don't say about reddit mm-hmm. um that's another thing also no that's also part of grooming a lot of a lot of um well, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, chasing the bigger names, of mm, kink, yeah, that's that can lead to some really bad stuff. I'd say same genre as grooming, yeah, yeah, that's a similar. Being genre. able to use your reputation or not even use because, like, sometimes, like, I need to phrase this very delicately because I don't want to say people do it to themselves, but like, if you chase after somebody with with a big name and you get what you were looking for, and you're unhappy with the result of that um i'm sure a certain amount of that can be put on the person you're chasing but like that's a situation that like was set up and um unrealistically the cards were already against you mm-hmm. to begin with and it's a shitty situation because like again i don't want to blame anybody who has done this because like i absolutely get it like you know we um we paid money to see one of our um i'm gonna say like pseudo mentors um teach us rope and like having that same mentality with wanting to do a scene i feel like that's common and in not all cases bad but like it can lead to some some of your mental getting fucked up that and the um, the 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 fog that the haze that gets that that clouds your eyes when you're doing this it will get removed Mm -hmm. that that's an that's a thing and people do tend to have a hard time with that when Mm -hmm. the when the stars in their eyes get like completely just kill your heroes always kill your heroes um that is that is a number of them uh that i've seen a lot of the other one a, a, a lot of the other ones tend to be like when you go to conventions and you play really really hard the entire time mm-hmm. and you don't know how to bounce back from that oh uh-huh, yeah like almost like a con drop if you will but you now add on the physical and mental stuff that you and it's had. like people don't have these skills that go along with endurance yeah because like anybody that's worked out a lot knows that endurance is as much of a skill as it is a conditioning thing. Um, looking at you, marathon runners. Yeah, you unholy heathens of sprint. Uh huh. F- fast people. Fast people. They go fast. Go Sonic fast? people, if you will. Gotta go fast. <clears throat> 
but yeah, if you don't have that skill, you might be um, put in a bad place mm-hmm. uh, for like a convention. And you see that a lot with mm-hmm. bright-eyed, bushy-tailed people of mm-hmm. all ages. That it's not just a, a young person thing. That's an all-ages thing. You've seen it happen people 45, 50, mm-hmm. just as well as it happens to people that are in the 20s and in their 19 and 18 years. Um, let's talk about an invisible kind of trauma. Let's talk about um, isolation in kink. Like, I know we've had an episode about it. But I think it can be traumatizing to, like, let's say that you're with a group mm-hmm. and you're this group condones something that you're not into. Maybe they support a bad name. Maybe there's a member in there that is offended and the group didn't outcast them. And you go, okay, I can't be with this group anymore. But they hang out at all the major places. Like, they've got hands in all of the contacts. Um, so I have to be by myself. And then you are isolated and alone. things are terrible. Right? You can't go to your. You can't go to certain places. You can't go to mm-hmm. certain events because they will always be there. Yeah, no, that's a real <laughs> thing. Uh, matter of fact, a friend of mine that was experiencing that in their local community, and mm-hmm. it was bad. And that's, they, that's a kind of mental trauma to be um, effectively outcast because you wanted to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And then you have to tiptoe around everything just so that you're not made to be the bad person. Mm-hmm. And it, it turns into this very, very weird. Yeah sort of social scenarios that you just can't escape from unless you go to a different community mm-hmm. in a different city and sometimes for people like us that's three mi- that's three hours away mm-hmm. hundreds of miles away and it's that is that is well, not luckily a good thing. for for our group like the kink community seems to be made of like seven or eight different smaller circles that come together so you can kind of move into those other circles but if you're not in a city this big you'll still have a problem right right you will and even places as big as like houston everyone has their toes dipped into everything you Mm -hmm. will see intermingling within the communities with the rigor houston is a very giant small town yeah and you will come across people that Mm -hmm. you may have had bad blood with Mm -hmm. and then you have to do the whole like oh ha i'm gonna go to the bathroom and then leave the entire thing after Mm -hmm. you've dropped like 50 bucks to get in yeah and then you're left feeling like shit like my biggest uh my biggest priority with things like that is I need a new crew. I need a new group. Uh it was the hardest part of moving to San Antonio and why I hung out with some people that I don't really talk to anymore. Yeah. Um because I needed a crew to be able to function and then gradually upgraded the people I was around until I'm around like talented and compassionate people rather than shitheads who do nothing but like drugs and nothing else. I don't care if you do drugs. You just have to do other shit, too. <laughs> you just have to be um, more than what <clears throat> drugs lead you as a personality trait. Life is not Monster Hunter and weed. It's Monster Hunter, weed, and streaming. Monster Hunter, <laughs> weed, streaming, and the occasional editing audio software. Yeah. Okay, God damn it. Um, or being just slightly functional. That doesn't decay, decay your brain. Mm-hmm. Um no, that's um, as someone that has like generally has this the a policy that if I sense that um, if I'm being toxic or mm-hmm. if I sense other people being toxic and nothing is changing, I will yeet myself from the situation. Yeah. But uh, you have an advantage there where, like you said, it was a sense, which means it comes from your experience. And we're talking to people who might not have experience, and that comes. So with what the... do they do? Honestly. That comes with a, I don't know, I'm going to hate saying this. This is, this sounds so bad. 
Well, if it sounds bad, it's probably because it's wrong. Because <laughs> it because it only because it is wrong. It mm-hmm. is wrong because this is what I did. Because uh-huh. I I got oh, burnt. So, so this is your method. This is my method that burned me mm-hmm. occasionally because it's like, oh, I'm gonna yeet myself and not deal with my problems. Right. And then it turned into, oh, I now have mental baggage that I need to sort through and check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a good, healthy thing to do. Yeah. For anybody, um, and honestly, the, for to, for for someone to get to that point you need to be hurt really bad Mm -hmm. or hurt people really bad to understand that is a shitty situation you Mm -hmm. put yourself and everybody else in if you don't want to do that research go on to reddit look at the people that are asking for help and see what's in the comments if and if it's something that you can mesh with by all means look further into it always always try to find something i think storytelling as a method really helps out here like i think it's a subset of research but like when you have people you can talk to like ask them about their experiences like if you're kinky enough they'll just tell you they'll just come out of nowhere because kinky people love talking and Uh, stories and stories yeah um case in point me but but like listen to what they tell you um especially in the things that go wrong um because like as soon as you start getting closer with people they'll start telling you like when they were burned before and you can really pay attention to like in most stories there's like and i knew something went wrong when so like you can listen for those and pick up on what might be the cues and like finding the right one of those may save your life so like yeah you know like listen listen to these people when they're talking to you and also there's a really good thing it's like they'll tell you the story from their perception then go then they'll then they'll switch over well this is how the other person was mm-hmm. feeling about it and that's where the problem was coming in it's like <laughs> there was a disconnect between me like if you hear someone actually openly admit someone else's perspective in that mm-hmm. that's something you may want to take away from that yeah. as well because they're they're able to disassociate their own <laughs> personal feelings and get someone else's perspective on it or talk to the person that the was yeah. that the problem was. And abusive people also tell stories in very specific ways. Yep. Like if you learn about the abuse cycle and the kinds of abuse and like the antisocial or narcissistic tendencies of abusers and you like you know what those are, you can find those in like Google searches. Um, you can wait for those to pop up in the stories that they're telling. Like if nothing is ever their fault, um everything makes them look good the focus is always on them or like if it's on somebody else it's not just about that person's desirable like this makes you a goal attributes like all of these are are factors that like you can listen to and maybe give you a leg up on not getting this sort of mental trauma that can happen to you if you know the dice go wrong for you yeah Definitely do some research on narcissistic narcissistic personality disorder. Any mm-hmm. any of those because those those are telltale <clears throat> signs of think people you just want to stay away from. Mm-hmm. And that that is a good segue mm-hmm. into the physical part right, of right. how things can turn sideways. Um, yeah, we talked endurance a minute ago. Yeah, endurance is a key factor into play mm-hmm. because your first scene is. Your first scene ever, the first time you play, the first time you ever hit subspace, top space, mm-hmm. whichever side of the slash you're on, um, there's a lot of physical stuff that goes into it. If mm-hmm. you're a bottom that is taking a really good beating or doing a lot of rope 
or even something that involves service submission because it's also a scene mm-hmm. um these there can be a lot of mental and there can be a lot of physical wear on that like if you're mm-hmm. doing a service sub a scene where all you're doing is on your knees for extended period of time you're being a human object or this or that it, your posture is being forced with like a posture collar yeah, you might not know that you can hurt your knees you might not know um what a dislocated shoulder feels like because it <laughs> if it's never happened to you yeah and that's something that you, sometimes you may not actually notice it. if it happens slowly like it won't hurt as much as you think it is going to yeah then because like whenever we see it happen in movies it's in like fight scenes and somebody like pops somebody's shoulders out and you're like ah that but much big painful mm-hmm. but if it happens over the course of like 45 minutes while you're getting tied there's too much tension on your arm and it just pops out and you're just like, hmm, that was weird. You're just like, well, that was uncomfortable, but everything's uncomfortable right now. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things that happen during different scenes. Like you, you, we can start from the first part, which is a lot of this, the, I guess, the blunt force trauma that most of us deal with. I guess if we're doing like rough body and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so can impact stuff? All impact stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we can even, we can start changing that up to like, um, like from, from foggers and paddles to, uh, hands and fists mm-hmm. to sharp stuff like canes and whips and mm-hmm. stuff that breaks skin and then move on to like rope that can like when you said canes I thought of the restaurant hmm canes <laughs> now I want chicken I do too fuck uh, 7.55 we got time we can get chicken yeah we can um, that's so a lot of the stuff that uh, is not really told to us when we're getting into like kink is mm-hmm. how much physical toll it will take on you uh-huh. after a scene uh-huh. you usually have somebody uh, was one of these people that's bright-eyed bushy-tailed that came in and then asked for all of the beatings uh-huh. i got all of the beatings and over the next course of and the next course of weeks while i was healing i didn't realize that oh shit this actually fucking does uh-huh. a lot of internal damage mm-hmm. if you get hit certain places it will feel like you got a fucking truck ran over your ass mm-hmm. Or if you hit a certain way on someone's hips, you can pop something out of a socket. I had a lot of this when I was learning to fight, but a lot more when I started doing kinky stuff is like you have to really learn what hurts somebody and what doesn't. Um, like a, I'll give you a fighting example and a non-fighting example of this. Um, I was in a brawl at a bar because, of course, and like I got... Um, just a really solid hit and it was a knockout and in the moment i was like great i'm an action movie star and then they fell over and i heard a crack on the ground and i was like oh shit (laughs) that's their skull on the concrete and like luckily it wasn't more than just like a like a hard tap um they had ended up hitting their forehead thank goodness because that is the hardest part of your head but it was like i had not considered that you know that this could turn into something more more dangerous than exactly where I wanted it because I wanted them to stop doing what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, but I did not want to kill them, which is bad. Or, yeah. like, even put them in the hospital. Um, but an example from, like, kink play is, um, like, in learning to fight, I got kung fu grip. And you don't realize how strong that can be when you're using it on a person because you're like the goal here is to hold them down like they asked you to but um i was putting pressure on like their waist and they were like we need to stop and i was like cool okay and then like they're like just 10 
big bruises where my hands were holding and i'm like oh that's not good yeah i didn't realize i was doing that yeah there's there's a couple of other things like there was there was a scene that i overheard that happened at a convention that mm-hmm. where the the bottom got hit in the face with the bible well that was what was requested correct obviously well the dude the top that was doing it hit on the tmj oh no so now this person can't open their jaw very well like forever it's almost forever mm. like they have very very limited range of open that is awful all because of a scene uh-huh. because the person didn't realize that you're not supposed to hit at the jawbone line right actually at there you're supposed to hit at the cheek mm-hmm. you hit where all the meat is you hit where the but meat there is. are these like little rules you learn about like hurting people or how to get hurt um, this is important for the subs out there too because if you've got an inexperienced dom um you like telling them things may be the difference between you getting permanently hurt and not um shouldn't be your responsibility but like if the factor is am going to get traumatized or i'm not going to get traumatized probably pick the second one like <clears throat> yeah there's a lot of new nuances like one of the biggest things that you will someone will eventually teach you when you if you want to learn how to use floggers is never hit where the kidneys are yeah that's pretty standard pretty appropriate mm-hmm. you but you're but you think to yourself i can't hit hard enough with a pair of floggers to rupture someone's kidney that is incorrect that is very incorrect um fun fact when you're choking somebody do you do you know how much uh psi it takes to crush a can of coke it takes 140 PSI, mm-hmm. which is easy to do with your hand. Right. It takes 40 or tw- I think it's 20 or 40 to crush someone's throat. Mm-hmm. Put the, that puts things into perspective for people. Yeah, yeah. And you you start understanding just how frail, mm-hmm. but also how durable the body is. Because yeah. as, as someone that does hook suspension, mm-hmm. I I have to I, I wrestle with the fact that my skin is highly elastic, mm-hmm. but if it's not done properly, that hook will rip out of my body uh-huh, uh-huh. and we start understanding the the how suspension works with that we, mm-hmm. when we use rope doing something as mundane as putting your arms behind your back that is not a normal position for the body mm-hmm. to be in that isn't so when you tie somebody that is in this box tie position mm-hmm. you're putting strain on the shoulders on the elbows and when you start wrapping there's the radial nerve there's the ulnar nerve that if you compress that too much over time, you get what's called wrist drop. Mm-hmm. It means the nerves in the te- in, in the hand go completely dead for mm-hmm. a while. Sometimes it's reversible. Other time, if you're lucky, it's reversible. <laughs> if you're not lucky, that is a permanent damage that you mm-hmm. now have to deal with. A lot of bottoms will can report on that. Yeah. A lot of big name rigger bottoms will actually have previous injuries that have hopefully got worked out, or mm-hmm. they don't. Um, leg drop is another thing that you can do because there's a similar nerves um, that run down both legs that mm-hmm. you can cause issues with. Yeah, and for that stuff, just communicate, like over-communicate. Yeah. Communication is sexy. Communication is probably one of the best things in the world. Like, I will never have a, um, outside of like a pet play with no um, like current ties going on, I will probably never have a, a silence mandate in anything that I do. That's probably for the best, honestly. That. That is a very, very solid thing to do. 
Um, then there may be some people's kink, so I can't say don't do it. But yeah. Like know the risk that that creates. Also, one of the biggest <clears> risks <throat> that I actually like talking about a lot is the whole choking debate. Like mm-hmm. you don't choke on someone's throat. You do a blood choke. I love that debate because mm-hmm. that debate leads into a really interesting like talking point. Mm-hmm. Because what if the per- because sometimes the person just wants to be knocked out. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but there's a problem with the blood choking method only because I know a few people that can't pass out from it. Uh-huh. And what that causes, it causes pressure on both the jugular and the carotid mm-hmm. to form in the brain, mm-hmm. which happens they get petechial hemorrhaging all up on the face. So they get bright red speckles uh-huh. on their face, but they don't pass out. Mm-hmm. And that causes a problem because when that happens, that can cause an aneurysm. Yeah. We don't and want if you that. already have a history, then that's probably something you shouldn't do. And if you have a history of that, or if also you aren't eating healthy because bad cholesterol can right. cause a blockage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that we... Smad cholesterol. Smad cholesterol, man. Uh, what else is there? Um, with, with rope, we, there's a couple things we didn't touch on. The, the fact that we can... Dis- like, it's easy to dislocate. I think we actually did talk about that. Mm-hmm. But if you're tying around someone's chest, how easy it is for the ribs to pop. Yep. Or um, what's another thing? Hanging somebody upside down, how quick blood rushes to their head and mm-hmm. they can knock out. Or if a person has trouble breathing naturally, compressing their chest. Don't do that. Well, they will knock out instantly. Not only their chest, but also their stomach. That also the diaphragm. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Um, and it's my second favorite organ. The diaphragm. <laughs> I, I got a weird flashback for that one hmm. but there's another one with caning and whipping um you break skin don't hit a bone <laughs> somebody tried to cane me once upon a time um and i think they were doing my belly um but like i think somebody like made them laugh or something and they like nailed me in the knee and i was like okay we were stopping right now that is this is the worst thing i've ever felt in my goddamn life that is a very interesting <laughs> one um uh, why would i i get the i get it but i don't it, it was very casual and an example of why um you shouldn't just do random kinky shit in the middle of a party that that's fair <laughs> that <laughs> Except for maybe public whippings, but like this was not a con- like a conventional form of that. That is fair. Um, but I've got I've got a lot of dysmorphia about my stomach, so sometimes I let people hit it. That's fair. That is fair. Um, I think the biggest thing with <laughs> with like breaking breaking skin and then going into the blood the into like bloodborne pathogen area is the 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 way things transfer so easily, especially mm-hmm. now during the time when pandemic is. Uh, panorama sorry not pandemic mm-hmm. um is a thing that we have to understand mm. uh then you start getting into edge play mm, yeah and that's a whole bag of worms that that, that takes uh that will take it a probably an entire episode <laughs> to discuss edge play has an odd problem when it comes to trauma because usually the incident that makes you interested in the edge play is not a negotiated kinky thing that's fair it's when you get into CNC. Consensual on consent for those that are um, wondering what that was. Mm-hmm. Or like if um, if you were from the emo era, like yours truly, and you discovered you liked knife play through some less than stellar examples of the practice for the yeah. wrong reasons, um, maybe you discovered you liked blood play through that. Yeah, that's a... That, then. 
then you get into scalpels and then it turns into a bigger mess just do me a favor i would rather somebody use a scalpel than anything else well i would rather too just if you're going to be doing that understand and just do me do me this one solid favor never do it on the ground with dirt have a place that you can do this like if you were doing <laughs> catch me doing blood play at burning man <laughs> i would rather you did it i would rather you did it uh no no just don't do that mm-hmm all right, give me a second. No. <laughs> God damn it, no. Because I'm trying to think of other other physical ailments that you What get. do you think is the most common? Most common? Mm-hmm. With us, wrist drop. With us, yeah, but for, for like random kinky people. Random kinky people is not maintaining their bruises very well. Mm. Uh, How do you maintain a bruise? Uh, some people like working it out. Some people like trying to break it up. Don't do that. Let it heal. Mm-hmm. Use cold, cold packs, warm packs. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see your bruise start traveling, be worried. Mm. Um, that's the biggest one. That means you have skin sharks. Skin sharks, no, no, no. Um, but yeah, no, that's the biggest one because a lot of us in the kinky lifestyle love to show people our big fucking bruises. Uh huh. I've there's a number of photos that I've seen on Fat Life where it's just. I had a friend. Okay. Who would always slap my bruises? <laughs> that's the thing. They thought it was hilarious, and it was, but it was not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> no usually not and he uh, allow your body to heal from that mm-hmm. before you go jump into another scene yeah, yeah that's the only thing i'm gonna have to say about maintaining if you it. trust a partner enough to not hit the bruises that's one thing but that is a, a supreme level of like i think that's like partner level yeah trust that it typically is because mm-hmm. you're not going to expect somebody to that you play with well because if you give like masso doms like just a button they can press to hurt you they're going to do it like <laughs> 10 out of 10 times they will yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that that's my only key advice for that mm-hmm. is to just let it heal mm-hmm. it, let your body heal before you get into a whole other learn scene. how long it takes you to heal yep that's a big one it is not the same for everybody nope you can be healthy as a marathon runner and it mm-hmm. takes you a month to heal from a bruise mm-hmm. that's a thing you could be like me unhealthy drinking energy drinks all damn time and it takes you a week to heal mm-hmm. those are things that we need to take into consideration and yeah that's probably the biggest one is allowing the bruises actually time to heal as mm-hmm. opposed to just jumping right into a scene next weekend mm-hmm. but now during covid everybody is probably on hiatus from playing Probably. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Uh, didn't you get an injury from tying too much? Yes, I did. Yeah. I ended up with uh, tendonitis mm-hmm. um, during a performance, in mid-performance. <clears throat> that wasn't a good thing. The idea was I was supposed to let myself heal and actually get therapy for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. And it, now, now it's worse. Now it's worse. Um, but yeah, like um, for you doms out there too, like letting yourself heal is a thing. Using proper technique is a thing. I saw somebody sprain their wrist from bad spanking etiquette. <laughs> That's has to be really bad spanking etiquette. Mm-hmm. Did they throw their entire wrist into it? No, they were doing it for hours. Oh, that'll do it. And they misaimed at one point, and um, I don't know exactly how they did it, but that wrist was definitely strained. I was like, <laughs> yeah, but somebody give this man a fucking ice pack, like, yeah. I get the feeling it's because he was used to using paddles and not used to barehanding. That that can definitely... But a lot of the other people in the group were, like, really used to barehanding. 
Yeah, that I can see where that have changed a lot. Yeah, no, that definitely makes a lot of like, sense. Like, I I was definitely one of the people that was influencing that. Like, not not egging him on, but like being really proud of like the barehanding stuff because I like it when my hand goes numb. But I know the difference between my hand went numb because I hit something really hard, and my hand is numb because there is a problem. Like, they feel different significantly. Like one feels like um like warm static and the other one feels like electricity like that that's the best way i know how to describe the sensation we want warm static not electricity mm-hmm. that means your nerve endings are on fire yeah and they're screaming at you i think that that just about covers everything as far as physical ailments is mm-hmm. concerned because you can get any type of physical ailment just from playing you can throw out your back you can throw out your neck you can get a, your nest your neck can twist a different way and not and get that i woke up with the that's why i've been moving my neck so much i woke up with a fucking crick in my neck and i want to kill the planet like i'm not pleased (laughs) it's okay i got injured by apparently kicking really hard with my left foot the edge of my bed frame and it's fucked my foot up Mm. don't do that solid wood too so yeah that yeah i have to deal with that you ever met somebody that like they tried to knee something, but didn't know how to kick with their knees. So they like they really hurt themselves. I have seen that a lot when I was a kid in the playing field. Uh huh. You just, <laughs> what are you doing? I, I, mm, you're not throwing. You're not throwing your weight into the kick with your knee. Instead, of you're stumbling on yourself. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. Yep. I think that just about covers everything on mm. both ends of the spectrum. That was a that was a good solid one. Mm. I do want to thank everybody for allowing us to have our break, allowing us to uh, do the things that we need to to make this podcast happen. Uh, so nice that you're thanking them for shit we were going to do anyway. That's fair. <laughs> I, uh, It's that parasocial relationship that you have to maintain. Uh, I only have one of them. That's fair. I don't have a pair of them yet. <laughs> that's fair. Um, don't forget to follow on all platforms. We are now actually blue check marked on Pornhub so we can maintain our videos mm. and not get them deleted. Yeah. Thank fuck. Um, follow us on YouTube. Follow us on all of the podcasting places like Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Google Podcast, whichever one you prefer. Mm. I want to thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. Oh, yeah. We have we have one more exiting thing to do. Yes, we do. Uh, we want to start collecting testimonies from people and maybe sharing a couple of them on the show um just like like we said earlier can keep people love telling stories and it would be great to share some more of these tales um we'll pick the ones that'll be useful for our discussions and whatnot and if if they're just good we'll we'll tell them but um you know part of this podcast is to connect with people um because it's pretty hard to like teach people anything if you can't connect with them so we do want to hear from you yeah we do uh we want to hear exactly what type of stories you have and at the end of each episode we'll attempt to read them um in yeah the like the ones that don't necessarily pertain to the episode we'll read at the end um if they're relevant to the discussion they might even become like a centerpiece yep that's always a good possibility and with that being said au revoir Jeanette. we'll catch you next time Peace. Oh, can I get a higher?